Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. Hey, I got a question for you. Are you a consultant active in the B2B world right now? Or are you an experienced professional thinking about starting in the consulting industry? Or are you a student wondering whether or not it is the right idea to start a consulting career? If you say yes to any of those questions, I believe that you are a great fit for a first free 15-minute coaching call with us. During this call, what we will try to do is to look at your career goals at your past and current experience and to see if we could together build a roadmap towards your desired career that is fitting with your desired lifestyle. So don't hesitate to get in touch with us at consultinglifestyle.fm slash coaching. Consultinglifestyle.fm slash coaching. See you soon. Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast to uh, Luc Leasing. Uh, did, I, did I pronounce it properly? You will tell me. But uh, Luc, uh, <laughs> okay. so, uh, welcome. welcome to the show, Luc. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dio, for having me. Yeah, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a funny connection as we uh, as we were just talking about uh, because uh, you have contributed to uh, for the consulting lifestyle podcast to have the the guest Jazz uh, Qatar uh, back in 2020, and uh, and now it's you because you also have uh, some amazing uh, story success story to uh, to share to the audience. So, uh, Luke, can you just start by uh, yeah giving the highlight of uh, what happened maybe between 2020 and uh, and now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, actually. So we, we got connected, you and I, Dio, originally because I was helping my senior partner and mentor at the time, Jazz Takar, mm -hmm. to get onto other podcasts because he was just starting to build out his personal brand. And I was his assistant at the time. And um, that was like at the very start of my real estate career. And after a year of being his assistant, I decided to go full time into sales. I started my own business at 20 years old, 20, transitioning into 21 And um, my business model is effectively the same as Jazz's. We're, we're a real estate investment advising firm. So we work solely with investors across the GTA source investment opportunities, primarily in the pre-construction space, because we find that that's the easiest type of asset to get into in, in real estate investing. Obviously, we have different type of strategies that we take advantage of, but that's our main niche. That's our main focus. And uh, yeah, I mean, th that was essentially it. I mean, I, I worked with Jazz. I still work with Jazz until this day. And, and I know um, you guys had that podcast recording a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. Great. And were you were you conscious uh, like three years ago that uh, you you needed to uh, to work under a mentor, work under someone that has been successful in order for you to be successful? Or it's coincidence? I still feel that way now, yeah. right? Like, so, so I knew that like just as early as the age of 17, 18, like I just knew I have the work ethic. I have the attitude. I'm willing to not sleep for seven days straight just to get work done. 
but I didn't know what type of work needed to get done. Like I'm net new to 18 years old into the real estate business. At the time, there was about 55,000 realtors in the city. So it's just like, you know, I'm 18. I have 55,000 agents that I'm competing against. I don't know what to do. No one trusts me. No one likes me. No one knows me. How am I going to do well in this business? So I knew right away, like I needed to get a hold of somebody that could just teach me because I was hitting my head against the wall repeatedly over and over again because I had no guidance. And, and my family, we have no business background. No one's an entrepreneur. The idea of someone not being employed and being self-employed, that's brand new in my family. Like that's our entire bloodline. I come from the Philippines. So, so, so being self-employed, being a business owner or owning corporations, that's a totally new concept for generations. Like my entire bloodline, like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't exist. So, I mean, to answer your question, like, 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 yeah, like I, I just knew that I needed a mentor. And even until now, like I did a couple of speaking engage, engagements this week with Jazz, actually. And I'm sitting there seeing him do, doing his speaking engagements at our events. And then me, I'm like, okay, Jazz is obviously 10 times better than I am. I still have a lot of things to learn now that I'm doing a lot of these speaking events and stuff like that. So even until this day, I, I, I look for mentors to, to, to guide me along my way. That's great, uh, and I and I think that uh, that's a big lesson for people. Even exp- you do it as a as a, at a young age at the start of your career, but uh, even people that have a, a lot of success, they all have. Uh, they are all mentor. They all have coach. I mean, uh, just take the example of Michael Jordan or or Kobe Bryant. They always had their own personal uh, personal coaches. So um, that's great. So then then uh, real estate. You know that they are uh, you are in a market where you have fifty five thousand competitors. So uh, you learned under uh, under Jazz. And how could you? What, what type of results have you uh, have you uh, obtained uh, during the past uh, three years? And uh, what do you attribute that to? Yeah. So. That number is updated. So we're at about 80,000 realtors now in the, in the GTA, which is, it's just, <laughs> the competition is just getting scarier and scarier. And um, uh, over the court, like it took me a, a year and a half to do my first sale in real estate. It took me a year and a half to do my first sale. So you hear all these success stories of people that come out of the gate, just crushing it in the game. For me, it took me a year and a half to do my first deal. But by year two, I did a, about 170 deals in year two. And then last year I did about a hundred deals. So I, I'm flirting around that 300 plus deal mark. There's some deals that I, I don't count there because I feel like I didn't do involve myself too much. So that number is very conservative. So, I mean, that, that was essentially the trajectory of my career. Like when I met my mentor jazz, I worked solely as his assistant for you. And it took me a year and a half to do my first deal. By the time I went full-time to sales, 170, just like that. And to put it into perspective, 170 is a lot. The average realtor in the city does about three to four deals a year. That's yeah, the average. So the, the, okay, okay, yeah. You see, you're you're forty, fifty times uh, above average. And uh, thinking about that, there are three hundred sixty-five days a year. So one hundred and seventy is like uh, one one every two uh, two and a half days. <laughs> you have a new <laughs> a new transaction that is completed. That's absolutely uh, that's absolutely huge. Um, and as as a sales as a salesperson uh you are the one that is uh cold calling or getting in touch with people uh <clears throat> or you do you also have a, a team working with you uh doing maybe all the back end the back end work as well yeah so i do have a team that does all of the back end work very little time is spent doing the in between things like as a salesperson as a business owner 
your main job in this in this type of space is two things one to meet as many new people as possible and to two convert as many deals as possible so all of the in-between paperwork like unless you have a passion for uploading listing agreements then you shouldn't be doing any of that paperwork you should have an office you should have a team you should have assistants that take care of that i'm blessed because i do have a team i do have assistants i do have you know like an entire office backing my operation where I don't have to touch any of that stuff. 99% of my times isn't necessarily cold calling. Like I don't open up a cold list of leads that I've never spoken to before. And I just start calling them. I do my own lead generation and, and I call those people. I spend entirely all of my hours just doing this kind of stuff, like deal, like, like just meeting as many new people out like out there, spreading my brand awareness, and more importantly, making phone calls. That's the number one. Like if you're if you're sending emails out to your database in today's market in 2023, hoping someone's gonna call you, then you're gonna get crushed because there's people that are doing those emails and calling their database three times a day. Like like and and those people are me. Like like I'm calling everybody as many times as emailing, texting them retargeting them with ads online everything we're hitting these people every single way we can just because we live in an attention economy so the more attention we can garner the the more success we're gonna have so that that's how i really spend my days like i'm just hitting people as many times as possible yeah i totally agree i think it's valid on in every industry so uh making sure that you have a team doing all the uh, um all the back end i will call it all the back end stuff and so that you can focus on the core on what is actually growing the growing the company and also in the way you grow the company as you said yeah you you yes you send emails but you also go on personalized personalized contact because emails today we, we are always bombarded by uh, <laughs> by emails but uh, uh and it's very um it's not always very personalized, so it's very good to also have to go on a personalized way. So texting, DMing, meeting, uh, meeting people. And is there a, when you when you meet a new um, when you meet you have met a new a lot of new people in the past uh, the past two three years. So the, were there mistakes that you were making and lessons that you have learned in the way uh, you 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 meet people uh, now? Yeah, I I think. I mean, there's a lot of ways I can approach that. I can approach that from a salesperson's perspective, or I can just approach that as a person. And I think yeah. what I should have done sooner was was just keep in touch with as many people as possible by hosting events. Like events are the game changer because you don't need to, like, I'll give you an example deal. Like, like I used to just meet a lot of people, connect with them, get their business cards, call them, whatever it may be. But what changed the game, and this is something we started to do heavily this year is host events. And the reason being is because if you have a hundred people that you would invite to an event, right, whether it's real estate related or not, it can like we do non real estate events uh, related stuff. Like for example, cigar nights. If you can just find ways to connect with people and be the cool guy that that hosts the parties, then then people will remember you for that. So this the last two days we've hosted three events. Each had a turnout of fifty people a, a pop. So over the last two days, I've I met and shook in hands with 150 new people. That's 150 new people that know me now, like me because I hosted the event, catered the thing, everything. And now they trust me because they got to see who I am as a person in person. So that's the next evolution of this game. Like, yeah, we do the Zoom calls. We do the, we do the phone calls. We do the emails. We do all these things. But when you can get a bunch of people in an event, educate them on the topic or just host something and cater something for them. You're just going to look like the cool guy that hosted the party. Like that's, that's something new that I wish I should have done sooner, but I don't live in a place of regret 
now I'm just like, you know, my game's just evolving in that sense. Now we're just hosting a lot of new events and, and who knows, business might not come out of this, but I guarantee that one day when people are just sitting down at the pub and they're reflecting on a great event that they had, they're going to remember me. And hopefully that eventually turns into some way we can do business with our clients. So yeah, events, events is the game changer nowadays. Yeah, that's a great, uh, and, and that, 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 that's a great philosophy as well. Trying to give, give uh, something that is unforgettable, whether it's like an experience, like a, like an event as a, as what you do. With regards to, uh, as you said, the, the numbers in terms of uh, uh, real estate agents have evolved. What about your, uh, your, your numbers? I mean, the, the numbers of you and your team uh, in terms of, uh, Uh, real estate sales, the worth of the, if we accumulate the, the different sales that you have made in real estate. Yeah. So over the last years, we've done over $180 million worth of real estate sales. Yeah. Which is, and, and that is huge. I, I, I guess in terms of uh, Canadian and uh, Toronto market, this is, this is huge. You're part of the, I don't know which percentile, but uh, you're part of the top of the, the crop, right? 1%. Yeah. Yeah, one percent. So top 1%. So that's that, 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 that's crazy. And uh, and 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 I think uh, I, I mean Jazz also has a very uh, energetic personality. So, so, so same as you. And uh, yeah, and both of you have uh, have uh, like a diverse background. So it's uh, you don't come from money. So I, I think that it is uh, that it is also a very uh, very important uh, lesson as well. Uh, you have also made uh, next to real estate. Or I mean, or in addition, you have you have also created a side hustle. Can you explain how that came, how that come, what did you do, uh, what type of results did you get from that side hustle? Yeah, I'll definitely tell that story. But before we even get into that deal, you said something that I actually wanted to touch on. You said that like we don't come from money, and mm -hmm. just to put into perspective, when my parents came to Canada 22, 23 years ago. They bought a TV for $80, but they didn't even pay for it in cash. They had to finance it. My parents financed an $80 TV. It's a little two TV like this yeah. with a little tube in the back. We didn't even have the money to pay for it. We had to finance it. That's where I come from. I come from the Philippines. I come from Filipino parents, immigrants. I, I wasn't even born in Canada. I was born in the Philippines. So we come from absolutely nothing. Like there's, as I mentioned earlier, zero entrepreneurship in my bloodline, no business owners, none of that stuff. And, and, and to, to now answer and transition to the question about the side business is just, I learned everything that I learned from real estate and how to develop this business into that company, that side hustle, AutoVision GTA. It, it happened accidentally because my brother last year was working for a company that closed. So my, my brother um, was out of work and he just brought up one time, like we were just having cigars in our backyard. And he just brought up the idea of detailing cars. Like it's a cash job. It's a cash business. People, everybody has a car. We know lots of people with cars. And, you know, I said, no problem. I'm going to fund it. You just take care of all of the labor, the work, the service, et cetera, et cetera. So we were 50-50 partners. We were doing a few cars a week, one to two cars a week, just side jobs, mobile for anyone that owned a car. Like if you own a car deal, like we would go to your house and do it. But then... My business philosophy is before you start any business is yes, you should build out your marketing campaigns online, hit your clients every single way as much as possible. But the first place you should start is by promoting it to the people that already know, like, and trust you. So what I did was I called everybody that I know. I told them about the business and I let them know that we're, we're starting it. If you know anyone that needs assistance, let us know kind of thing. And I eventually called somebody and I totally forgot about this, but he owned a used car dealership already. 
so then he told me he's like he he mentioned that like listen like used car dealerships always need their cars detailed and he wasn't he wasn't full-time in the business he had other businesses but he said you know i can give you 20 cars a month why don't you come work for my cars why don't you wash my cars so i sent my brother and and one of our other detailers there at the time to do the 20 cars he was really our practice run because he was a good friend of mine he allowed us to use him as his guinea pig as our guinea pig you know to practice getting good at this stuff and after he saw that we were good at what we did he introduced us to another dealership and those guys started giving us about 100 cars a month and each car we were charging anywhere from 100 bucks to 200 bucks per car depending on the size the condition etc so then we now within four months are, are picking up 10 11 dollars a month in pure cash profit and because it's such a low overhead business most of that money was profit like all we really did was spend money on chemicals which we found like the good products to use anyway so we kind of knew what to buy what not to buy and so it narrowed down our expenses even more so most of that was profit and that happened because i called my network and i kept it back to basics really that's another big lesson back to basics nowadays in 2023 people want the sexiest new business models we found a dirty business model of washing and detailing cars and it's bringing in 10 11 12 grand a month cash yes yeah exactly exactly business can be as simple as uh, as it is and even even um real estate it's about where where people can live i mean it's just the basics. We everybody needs somewhere somewhere to live, or every company needs to have a uh, almost every company. Uh, I would say needs uh, needs to have an office. So uh, yes, you're right. And and going back to that basics of okay, people that I know, like, and trust me, uh, these are the first people that I'm gonna talk to, and uh, that's how you got uh, you got quickly those results. So I think that's a that's a great one uh, because it's not like you you say ah oh, I found that amazing 63 steps uh, framework <laughs> to get to six figure no it was just simple um how do you see uh, how, how do you see yourself yeah yeah how, how do you how do you see yourself you're clearly driven uh, it's clear that uh, you you will not stop where you are right now so how do you want to uh, how do you want to progress do you have any other business ideas or a vision for uh, for yourself yeah so I, the way I see myself now is I, I, I don't think of myself very highly at all. Like, I, and I'll be totally honest and because I look around and there are people in this business that are absolutely just, like just crushing it. So whenever I get too high on myself or I think I'm all that, I, I, I really stop and think, okay, well, right next to me, there's guys that are doing 10 times more deals than I am. I should shut the fuck up because these guys know more than I do. So I, I approach my business life very humbly if you will with humility um, and and the way i see myself like i just see myself just going on this trajectory now where where everything that i touch turns into gold and, and i know that because i've done it multiple times and i can't see why that won't happen for future businesses that i touch really i'm in the business of just making as much money as possible but in the most honest way possible because it's mm -hmm. easy to make a lot of money when you're scamming people doing these crypto pump and dumps you know you know stealing money you know pulling pulling you know doing these rug pulls and all that stuff that, that's easy anyone could do that but that's not fun it's fun knowing that you took the hard route you took the narrow path and and you and you still accumulated a ton of wealth and and, and i and that's coming from a christian man like i'm i'm very religious i devoted my life to christ you know years ago and ever mm -hmm. since then just my, my my approach to business has been centered around you know the the teachings in the bible 
Oh, I, you know, uh, you you prompt me to ask a to, to ask a question. I don't know if it's uh, Catholic or Protestant or, but I I grew up in a uh, mostly Catholic family and Catholic uh, uh, community, uh, and there the the vision of money is the relationship to money is is negative, uh, from my experience. Mm. So, uh, but with the Protestant, I think it was a bit different. Uh, I think they were more. They, use, they tend to be more open to uh, uh, earning money or earning, uh, having material uh, outcomes of your uh, of your efforts. Whereas in the Catholicism, I felt more that there is some kind of guilt with uh, having more or uh, earning more money. So, so you yourself are you Catholic or Protestant? And what was the what is the relationship with money? Yeah. So, so I'm I'm I was born into a born again family, and I'm still born again now, <laughs> and. Um, I, I don't know, like, I don't know the branches well between like the Christian religion. I just, I read my Bible every single day and that's kind of my relationship with God. I pray three times a day. That's my relationship. My relationship with money is beautiful. The thing is, is in the Bible, it clearly states that God rewards those financially. Like money is not a bad thing. There, money is not the root of all evil. God, like there are, there, there are dozens of parables and stories of the, in the Bible where God rewards those that accept Jesus as, a, as their Savior and Lord, that that walks in walks as a righteous man, you know, financially, He'll reward those people. Like He even told the story of um, I'm going to butcher this because there's so much that goes on in my head. But there's a story <laughs> of the master with the three servants, and then how he gave each servant uh, an equal amount of 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 gold, you know, as a deposit, and then and then he just left them with it, and um, I think I, I'm going to butcher the story a little bit, but the idea is that the first servant, he was given like 10 pieces of gold, 10 gold coins. And, and, and when the master returned, he gave him double back the, his investment. The second servant, he was given five pieces of gold and he doubled back his investment and gave it back to his master. The, the third servant was so afraid of losing the, the, the gold that he was given from his master that he dug it and hid it underneath the ground. And when the master returned, he just gave him exactly that with zero interest, with zero returns. And the master was furious. He said, what? Like, I trusted you with my money and, and you've done nothing with it. You know what I mean? And, and the story reflects God. God says in the Bible that to those that are given more will be given to them. And to those with nothing, not, everything else will be taken away from them. So if God trusts you with something, and this is coming from someone religious. Not everyone listening to this was religious or Christian. But when God trusts you with something, that is because he trusts you to, to multiply. He believes that you can handle these things. So you only can, like, like if, if you're a business owner like myself, if you want to get to that six, seven figure mark, you got to be able to be trustworthy in God's eyes to get to that mark. And once you do get to that mark, you better not fuck it up. Because you're going to be like the guy that gets it, cherishes it, and so afraid to multiply that God will just take it right away from you. You have to be responsible and you have to, be, you have, to have a good relationship with money. The wisest man on earth was King Solomon. And King Solomon had everything. He gave, God gave him all the riches and 700 wives. There's nothing wrong with money. God actually rewards those with these things on earth. But people just have this weird notion that money's evil and all these things. I also think it's a coping mechanism. I think it's it's it, I think it's also like the people that don't have it and, and and are too afraid to go and chase after and work for it to do they're the ones that say money's evil. They wouldn't say that if they had a Lamborghini. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, uh, I, I agree, I agree, and um, I can, I can tell you uh, that that's why I was asking you those, uh, those, those questions because uh, I, I really grew up in a, uh, yeah, in an environment where, yeah, ch- chasing or going for money is, is like, oh no, you're doing something bad inherently. No, you're actually helping, uh, you're helping a society, you're helping people and organizations. So, uh, the exchange of the service or the product that you provide that improve people or organizations' life, the exchange is that you provide the service and they pay you for it that's it it's a it's a as you said you want to make money honestly so it's actually a um a measurement of how much you help people the money that 100 percent. yeah yeah so uh, 100 and and it could be used to do good like like somebody asked me this at one of my events last week they said they, they said that can money buy happiness i said well if your grandmother's dying and you love her so much and you need 50 grand you know, for a surgery that, that, that needs to happen. Otherwise she might pass. You'd be very depressed for a couple of weeks because you didn't have 50 grand. Yep. That 50 grand will make you very happy if you had it in your bank account. So make sure you have money because it could be used for good. If money's so evil, then be a walking example of how you can use money for good. It's as simple as that. Money, like the way people think about money, it's a very uncomfortable topic. And, and I totally get it because, you know, most people don't have it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But we have to make this a normal conversation because money's good. You should get it and you should do good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. Is there, um, is there anything else you would like to, uh, to, to, to share with the audience with regards to what you do, uh, with regards to any specific campaign maybe that you do with your real estate company? hundred percent. When I was 19 years old, my first thought was I need to connect with the sharpest of the sharpest. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to connect with the whales, not the sharks. I want I want to connect with the biggest fishes in this in this business. That was when I was 19, when I was just 18, 19, when I was just getting started. My mindset today is the exact same thing, even though I've sold well over $180 million worth of real estate sales. My, I bring that up, Dio, because my advice to anyone listening to this is it doesn't matter where you are. you got to nurture your network. Connect with as many like-minded people as possible. If you're just starting, you need somebody to look after you. I'm not just starting and I still need people to look after me. So I'm not too cool to ask for help, to ask for, to ask for guidance, all of that stuff. So like, if anyone wants to connect with me, I'm an open book. You can reach out to me easily on Instagram, which is at Luke Leasing. And I don't, sell, I don't have a training program. I don't sell courses. I don't do any of that stuff. I just like to connect with people because if I can leave that lasting impression and help change somebody's lives, then to me, I got, I got my, I got my dopamine hit. So Mm -hmm. my advice, connect with, connect with the sharks, connect with the whales. And, and, and if you wanted to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to help out. Uh, great, great. And um, we are on the show uh, called Consulting Lifestyle. So uh, uh, even though maybe you have answered kind of the, that question, but if I say to you, having a consulting lifestyle, what does that mean to you? Uh, so I think of a consultant as somebody that helps somebody else. I, I, I know that's very generic, very broad. But it's somebody that has an issue specific to their business or specific to their lifestyle. And a consultant is an expert in that field and consults and advises that specific niche, that specific person. Person. So a consultant lifestyle, in my opinion, is just someone that, that, that knows a specific type of industry, specific type of person, demographic, and consultant. And I shouldn't use the term in the definition, but I guess somebody that just helps a, a specific demographic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- like that's... That's my vision when it comes to a consultant lifestyle. 
Okay. Okay. Excellent. Uh, excellent, Luke. So uh, I'm gonna also put uh, all your uh, contact details in the in the show notes uh, for for the audience. But I believe that uh, yeah, this episode was a great example of uh, how f- how fast you can have success while being humble and uh, and uh, realistic. Uh, we also delve into a bit into religion. I and I t- I'm telling you, it's the very first time that I <laughs> speak about that on the show. No, so, I uh, think it's you. a good thing. And I think and I think it's a good thing I, as I, well. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, like use me as an example because like like to your point about how I was able to grow my business this quickly it's it's I'm backed by by the creator of this universe. I'm backed by God. Use me as an example. Exactly. Exactly. So Luke, thanks uh, thanks very much and uh hopefully we can have another uh, we can catch up again uh, catch up again soon. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you, Dio. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on iTunes or any of your preferred podcasting platforms. Also, if you want to further our relationship and want to keep in touch, you can join us at consultinglifestyle.fm slash community. Looking forward to meet you there. Thank you.